I have got some ghost stories for you. I come home from the gym and the chairs are all stacked upside down. I'm like a very intricate stack. There was a werewolf on our porch swing holding one of our kittens. The pen was all busted open and there is blood everywhere. There's like somebody standing in the middle of the bed with their finger pushing straight up on the canopy, like a tent pole. But there's nothing there. And I laid in bed like a little kid. I pulled the covers up over my eyes. <laughs> this little boy told paranormal investigators, apparently my grandfather came back from the dead to harass a toddler. <laughs> so that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fist. And I'm Rebecca Black. So coming up, we have got some audio from that freaky ill house, the one in Mineral Wells. We have more. I don't know that there's a place that's more consistently haunted than that. I love it. I think that's fantastic. We also have another first responder story, and I love Mm. these. We're getting so many of them lately. Cannot wait. First, we have to give a big shout out and a hello to our newest patrons, Josh Carter and Robert Beiswanger. Uh, Also to Donna Sulawowski. Sulikowski. And Pilar Passmore, who just became annual patrons. Thank you. Thank you so much. And remember, if you've binged every single episode and are tired of re-listening to all of the same episodes, there's exclusive content on patreon.com slash haunted AF. Don't forget, Haunted AF is going to be at the Spooky Spectacle in Granbury, Texas on September 24th and 25th. Mm-hmm. You can get all the details and see who else will be there at spookyspectacle.com. In fact, we have to send out some love to our friends, the Golden Ghouls. <gasps> the Golden Ghouls. Yes, they said that they're going to drive out to Granbury to see <gasps> us. Oh, wow. Okay, so the Golden Ghouls, we've talked about these ladies before. Yeah. This is a group of women who take vacations together mm-hmm. and they go on ghost hunts together. I love that so much. I do too. They've even had t-shirts made. I was going to say, if they don't have a t-shirt, I want to make one. I know. And I, and want, I want one. I want one. So actually, the Golden Ghouls have got an update for us. So uh, this is from Jackie. Oh, and Jackie is uh, doing some artwork for us. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Jackie. Yeah. We got an animator. Hey, ladies. This is Jackie with Golden Ghouls Paranormal. I was just going to touch base with you and tell you about a couple of other things that have happened since the last time I sent you a note. We've gone to probably in the last two years, four or five places, and I blame you for this obsession I have, (laughs) you and Stanley Hotel, because that was the first place I went. But I love you ladies, and I'm so glad that y'all are back at it. I listened to your first one of season eight this morning. But anyway, since the last time I talked to you, we investigated a place twice. I cannot tell you the name of it because I don't have permission to. It's still a working location as far as there's people there daily. And I don't think they're doing investigations anymore. It went away just as quick as it started. But we went the first time and it was very odd. There was obviously something there When we went to the third floor, it's weird. You hear this on Ghost Hunter shows about you get that oppressive, heavy feeling. Mm -hmm. That was the first time I felt it like crazy. It was weird. While we were there, the psychic that was involved in this location told me that I had an attachment from the last location. She said he looked like Slender Man. Obviously, I was a little freaked out. In fact, for a while, I didn't want to go ghost hunting again. Believe it or not, we decided to go back to that same location. (laughs) And... We had a very good experience that time. We uh, went into a room, an old classroom, and the spirits like music. So we were playing some music on our phones, and we had all kinds of equipment. We had a REM pod, we had EMF detectors, so there were several of them sitting on the table. And once we started playing the music, they started lighting up like crazy. 
We also had what they call a Estes Method session with the spirit box. Basically what that is, if you don't know, is where one person puts noise-canceling earphones on and is listening to a spirit box. The other people in the room are asking questions, and the person with the earphones listening to the spirit box is saying whatever they hear, and they can't hear the questions we're asking. It was the coolest thing at one time because we had a ball that lit up. They call it a cat ball on the floor, and everything else was lighting up, but that ball would not light up. So I asked the spirit, I said, go over there and light that cat ball up. And the girl listening to the spirit box said, I'll try. A couple of minutes later, she says, I can't. And I said, well, that's all right. Thank you for trying. She said, you're welcome. So, I mean, we were having these intelligent conversations with something in there. We've been having a lot of fun. We, we're going to Broken Bow Asylum here in August, and we're all very excited about it. And I have a new spirit box. I've rigged it so it, you can hear it better. I actually tried it out in my house, and I probably shouldn't have. And yeah, I had somebody say my name on the spirit oh. box, which was a little bit freaky. Jackie. I'm sure my husband thanks you for getting me obsessed over this because <laughs> he's limiting my ghost hunts because they do cost a little bit of money. But I'm having fun. The group is having fun. There's four of us. We have wonderful ladies' trips when we go, and it's just a blast. Y'all need to come with us next time. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm in. And we are not taking responsibility because no. you are buying all this equipment. Yeah, that's your fault. <laughs> also, I do love that Jackie is the MacGyver of ghost hunting. Yes. Because she rigged it so that you could hear it better. And I was like, yeah, you go, Jackie. I, and she's saying that we turned her on to this, but she's actually educating us. Like, I had never heard of the Estes Method. No, I had not either. And I, I'm very weird about spirit boxes because I feel like you can kind of hear what you want with them. But when somebody's wearing the headphones and they can't hear the questions being asked, that's really cool. That is awesome. All right, so our very first written story comes from C. That is for privacy reasons. I have been binging your podcast and absolutely love it. I recently heard you asking for first responder slash paramedic stories, so I thought I'd share mine. I am a paramedic and was often sent to work at a satellite station in in a small hamlet. What's that? Am I dumb? What's a small hamlet? Is that like a... An omelet with ham. That's what I was thinking. Oh my God, get out of my brain, you crazy Wait, lady. I but now I'm hungry. Now I'm feeling like it's an island or something. Let me pull it this could up. Be. Um, a small settlement, generally one smaller than a village. Okay. Okay. It was actually in the basement of a house that acted as a small medical clinic. Uh, I was working the day shift and there weren't many calls. So my partner and I were just quietly reading. We were about six hours into our shift when my partner asked if I had been hearing noises upstairs. Now, throughout the shift, I'd heard the office phone ringing, footsteps going back and forth, and the door periodically slamming. Because we were in a basement of a medical clinic, I assumed these were normal noises and just ignored them. So I said, yes, I've been hearing them. There are people upstairs working. He just kind of stared at me and then said, it's Sunday. The clinic is closed. It was locked up tight when we got there. I just checked, and there are no cars there, and all the lights are off. This building has seen its share of tragedies, so there were there was always weird energy surrounding it. None of us liked being there, so I went outside to check, you know, just to see for myself. And sure enough, the place was locked up, empty and dark. I went back inside and listened. Sure enough, same noises I'd heard all day and was just ignoring continued. Stop, 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 Ugh. slam. I eventually tried the door to the office, but it was also locked. I knocked, put my ear up right against the door and heard nothing. Uh, we asked dispatch, we asked dispatch, it's a hard one. We asked, dis, we asked 
Dispatch. (laughs) We asked Dispatch if we could leave early, then just ran out of the station. As we were punching in the door code, though, the outside light flickered and then went out. (gasps) Oh, no. We freaked out, hopped in the truck, and were about to move when my partner said, this probably isn't the best time, but I forgot my water bottle inside. Yeah, he never saw that water bottle again. (laughs) Of course not. Why would you go back? Uh, We have quite a few haunted stations, so if you want, I can send more stories. Anyway, thanks for your podcast. You guys are amazing from C. Yes, we want. We always all of want. Them. Uh, this next one comes from TJ. Back when my grandparents were kids, sharecropping was still a thing in parts of Alabama. That basically means that poor families would live and work on the large landowners' farms in exchange for part of the harvest and occasionally money. Mm-hmm. Both my mother's and stepmother's families did this, but dad's family was mostly bootleggers. Oh, fun. <laughs> anyway, on this particular farm, there was a big barn sitting right where Nana's house would be built years later. And he told me, this is how you pronounce it. It is Nana. It is Nana, not Nana. Nana, not Nana. Yes. People are telling us how to pronounce things because they suck so hard. (laughs) (laughs) She told me she remembered several times when her dad and brother would see lights in the barn at night, then head out to check, assuming someone had broken in, but they never found anything. (sighs) Fast forward many years, Nana raised my mom and aunt and watched over us grandkids on the very same plot of land. Strange things happened there for years. Toys would move on their own. Things would go missing and randomly appear. Nana would simply ask whatever was in the house to bring it back. And the next morning, whatever was missing would be on the dryer. Oh, that's nice. It was always small, non-scary stuff until it wasn't. Oh, no. One night, Nana woke up and couldn't move. She described it as something heavy sitting on her chest. Yeah, it sounds like a typical case of sleep paralysis. Uh Yeah. Well, here's the thing. My family's very religious. I'm talking old school Southern shouting and singing kind of Christian. Amen. (laughs) So, of course, Nana began praying and immediately the weight began to subside. Uh, We also believe that something much more pleasant was in the house. When I was four years old, my mother passed away in a car accident. Oh, I'm sorry. Throughout the years that followed, we felt like she was still with us. There are too many of these incidents to recount, but this one is my favorite. I had started kindergarten, but was out of school for a snow day. Nana was folding clothes and watching me and my sister play in the front yard through a window. Suddenly, I stopped and came running into the house. I asked Nana where mom went. She hesitated and said, well, hun, she's in heaven. Mm-hmm. I said, no, and then insisted that mama had been watching me through the bedroom window. This obviously troubled Nana, so that Sunday at church, she asked our pastor what she should do. This man was all fire and brimstone, but he mm-hmm. just smiled and said, well, how do you know that wasn't her? Oh, Yeah, and uh, that's from TJ. That's pretty sweet. So we need to talk about this audio that we got from the Hill House. I mentioned this earlier. Mm-hmm. And so this is Dina, and Dina's been to Hill House multiple times. She sent to stories and audio before just a quick reminder the one main ghost at hill house is Mm -hmm. toby okay and they think it is the son of one of the prostitutes who lived there so this is dina's story hey guys so around this time last year i sent you guys in a story about my experience in the haunted hill house in mineral wells texas and i actually got to go back again for my birthday this year we had another crazy thing happen and this time i got it on recording So it was around midnight and me and my friends were sitting in the living room and we were just totally bored because nothing had happened all night. We were just done, wanted to go to bed. So I heard the paranormal investigator that we hired to be there with us sitting about halfway up the stairs trying to talk to Toby. So I walked over and sat down on a bench at the bottom of the stairs. My mom was a couple steps up the stairs and my grandma was standing at the very base of the stairs. So Ryan just started telling us stories And all of a sudden he was like, I just felt like an energy, like a chill passed through me. 
And, you know, I was like, whatever, yeah, right. <laughs> Nothing's happened all night, you know? And then a couple seconds after that, the little light went off. So then I started paying attention and I decided to start recording. And then all of a sudden, in between my mom and my grandma, we heard Toby say, Dixie! Kind of like moving past them into the room that was beside them. So in the video, my grandma, you can see her screaming. My mom's like looking around. I stand up. Oh, also, Dixie is my grandma's name. <laughs> so in the video, it sounds like he's whispering, but you, you can clearly hear him say Dixie. And I'm going back in a couple of weeks. So if anything happens, I will be sure to keep you guys updated. How are you going back to this thing all the I time? Know. Well, I mean, I guess if you want a good haunt. I thought it was kind of expensive. Can How you get like an annual membership? Get a season pass? <laughs> yeah, season pass for haunting. <laughs> well, I love that. That makes sense to me. That, that Dina is going with her mom and her grandma. Like the whole crew is going. So she did. She sent two pieces of video. But can you hear? Dixie? I'm going to let me play it for you. Okay. This is for the strong and not the weak. <laughs> Dead pet of the week. Dun, 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 dun. Dead pet of the week. Oh, yes. Okay, clearly. I'm sorry, I needed that. I really <laughs> needed that. I clearly <laughs> pressed the wrong button. That's one of our new Dead Pet of the Week theme songs. And for the record, you will be doing that for the rest of the day. Okay, hopefully, this is Dina's audio. Here we go. So, back in the late 1800s, Something could have been. Could... Ah! Oh! Oh. Did they was... fall down? <laughs> yes. Who <She's>... got injured? <laughs> Please tell I me think... it's not Grandma Dixie. I think it's Grandma falling off no. the stairs. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Is she okay? She's fine. She's fine. She doesn't fall fall. She's just scrambling to get away, which I love this audio because, you know, that's exactly what you and <laughs> oh, I, I would know. do. 100%. We would ruin any yes. audio that we would get because we'd be like, oh, hell. Oh, we heard it. We got to get out of here. Oh, shit. Lord Almighty. Okay, <laughs> okay let's, okay, let's well, see. I don't hear Dixie. I didn't hear I anything. Hear, I hear a so if you just listen, he pauses. Okay. And he's just storytelling. So here we go. All right. In the late 1800s, something could have been. Could have... <laughs> oh, I heard it that time. You heard it that time. Okay. But it sounds like a. It's like a. To me, yeah. It's so like somebody breathing down your neck, kind of. What do you think? Are we going to Mineral Wells? I would love to go. See, I, I'm torn. But I'm also going to look under everything and That's find the I tape recorders do. and stuff I'm, like that. I want to, like, do a home inspection. <laughs> <laughs> like, when no one's looking, we're lifting up curtains and stuff. I know. I hate to be that way. For me, it's more about the fact that, like, we've done a ton of these things, yeah. you know? And shit never happens. It's no. so rare. And when stuff does happen, it's so subtle. Uh, that's why I can't help but be suspicious because it seems like everyone has experiences. Even though the very first place that we went to that was haunted, which was Chris's house way back in season one, mm -hmm. that we heard stuff and saw well, stuff happen. Yeah, okay. So stuff did happen there. But and we're still skeptical? Yes. And we should be skeptical. I agree. I'm, I am in no way disagreeing with you. But also, I get caught up in the idea of going to Jefferson because it's so pretty. Yeah. And Mineral Wells is not that pretty. No. It's very flat mm -hmm. and old, and they haven't finished the Baker Hotel yet, which I'd love to see if they've done what kind of updates they've I done wonder, on it. I wonder, has anything happened in the Baker Hotel since they started doing, like, renovations and they, stuff? I don't know. I tried to get a hold because they 
believe right. they were doing so much work. I right. don't know what happened because that was before COVID when right. they were first getting started on that. I'm torn because I would love for us to take another trip after Granbury. Totally. Well, do we do Jefferson or do we do Mineral Wells? And it feels like we'd be more likely to have an experience in Mineral Wells. But boy, Jefferson's so pretty. I know. I'm like, I'm down for either. Uh, our next story comes from Aaron and it says, hello, ladies. This happened when I was about 16 and still living back at my parents' house. One day, my parents were out doing one of their monthly grocery shopping trips. I was alone in the house with dogs sitting in my bedroom chair and playing on the computer. I was listening for when my parents got home so I could help bring in all of the grocery bags. Well, what a nice child you are. That's sweet. Mine don't do that. No, I never did either. I was a terrible <laughs> teenager. Uh, it had been about an hour when I distinctly heard my dad call my name from the kitchen. I was surprised because I would usually hear the door to the garage and the dogs would come running when they got home. I didn't even give it a second thought though. The call was so clear that I immediately stood up and headed toward the kitchen. I rounded the corner and found absolutely no one there. I just stood there, very confused, for a solid minute before I saw their car turn into the driveway through the kitchen window. Did I have some kind of weird auditory hallucination or did something just try to call me using my parents' voice? Thanks for reading, Aaron. I do think this is one of the most common things that we yeah. get are these weird auditory hallucinations right. or just hearing your name called. Yep. I mean, that's very common. And it always sounds like somebody that you're close to. Someone you know. Right. So I have no idea what that is. I have heard that it could be a stress thing. It could be triggered oh. by stress. I don't even know if it's a paranormal thing or if it's a brain glitch kind of thing. Yeah. It's or you got a damn doppelganger in your house. <laughs> Satan. Sorry. Satan. <laughs> Sorry. I hope that it's not Satan. It's not Satan. No. I'm sorry. I, I'm inspired by Kimmy's story. So this is this is from Kimmy. She says, Kimmy from Louisville, Kentucky Woo, here. Kimmy. Uh, my coworkers and I love your podcast and have nothing but good things to say about it. I figured I'd finally work up the nerve to send you my stories. Yay. So my fiance, three-year-old son, and I moved into our first house in June of 2021. Six months in, we had just put our son to bed and were spending time in the game room together before going to sleep. He got up to use the bathroom and came back a few minutes later with a confused look. Did you just try to open the bathroom door? He asked. When I said no, he paused and looked in our son's room and then saw he was sleeping. He came back in and asked, are you sure? After reassuring him that I was not trying to sneak a peek, huh. he said that someone had tried to turn the doorknob and then jiggled it up and down like they really needed in. I gotta go. Yeah. Then I gotta truth- go. <laughs> so cheesy. Sorry. That was bad. That was bad. Yeah. Uh, then in true form, he jokingly walked down the hall saying, Satan, is that you? <laughs> I love this guy. I do too. A few weeks later, our son had gotten sick, so I was sleeping in the living room with him. His fever was pretty high. So I would give him some medicine and then set my alarm to wake up for the next dose. Well, in my sleepy, drunk form, I forgot to set the alarm at one point. Later that night, I heard someone whisper in my ear, Hey, wake up. Mm. I thought maybe it was my fiance, but when I got up, no one was there. I shot straight up on the couch looking for answers, and then it felt as if someone walked right in front of me and into our kitchen. I think the ghost was saying, hey, you're slacking. Time for his medicine. (laughs) Another night, my son and I were watching TV before going to bed when I noticed that the living room fan was moving. We keep our house on the cooler side and only use our fans in the bedroom, but this one was moving. Can I just say, that must be nice? (sighs) After getting our last electrical bill, Uh my husband wants to keep it set between no shit, stop, 78 and 80 degrees in our house. How? People cannot live in that weather. I am not a freaking lizard. Um, okay. Where was I? Sorry. I asked my fiance if he had turned on the fan, but he said he hadn't touched it. So I just sat and watched it spin, waiting for it to stop. 
but it didn't. Finally, I reached up to stop the blade of the fan with my hand because it was getting creepy. Mm -hmm. Right as I was about to touch it, the blade stopped as if someone else had stopped it. Ah, oh, I don't like that. Immediately after, I felt a force of cold air hit me directly in the face. Needless to say, I set my happy ass back down on the couch <laughs> and minded my business. <laughs> Just leave it alone. <laughs> We've had other things since, like doors creaking open, footsteps in and out of rooms at night. But in a twisted way, I don't find it scary anymore. I looked into the history of the house and it was built and lived in by only one woman. The person who sold us the house was her daughter. So I believe the former owner's motherly instincts are just kicking in. She's Aww. checking in on everybody, making sure we're okay. Well, except for my fiance. I think she gets a kick out of messing with him. LOL. <laughs> That's true. She was trying to open the yeah, bathroom you're door. Right. On okay. Him. Maybe she's just anti your fiance. <laughs> she wanted to sneak a peek. Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Grandma might have been bored. I don't yeah. know. Oh, and she says maybe she worked at Waverly Hill Sanatorium, which, by the way, is a literal five minute drive from our house. Stop. Nice. I'm jealous. Ooh, Man, yes. I want to go there so bad. Yeah, put it on the list. Well, she's not a mean or malicious spirit, so it hasn't really bothered me. And that's from Kimmy. She says, stay spooky. All right, so this final story is a special one for you, Rebecca. This is from James. Hi, Julie and Rebecca. This is James. And I'm currently walking on the Great Western Trail, which is a uh, walking bicycle trail. Rebecca, you have my sympathies because I got laid off June 30th. And I'm still looking for a job. 73 years old, looking for a part-time job. But I'm walking because I found your podcast, and that's what keeps me going, because this is where I listen to you guys. But let me tell you about the Freeport Ghost. It was back in the 70s. I just gotten out of the Air Force, and I had a job with a company that had a maintenance contract for all the Holiday Inn hotels in uh, the Chicago area. And one day I got a call about the Holiday Inn in Freeport, Illinois, about their terminal networking. So I called my wife, said I might be a little late for dinner, and headed out for Freeport. I got there, they brought me behind the counter, back to the reservation area where the terminal was. And I sat down with it and started working on it. And uh, I could see out of the corner of my eye, a woman standing almost over my shoulder. And my first thought was great. Somebody's decided that they can help me. So I turned to say something nicer, and uh, there was no one there. I shrugged my shoulders, turned back to the machine, started working again. As soon as that happens, I could see her again. She struck me as a woman, maybe about five, 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 six, middle-aged, maybe a character you'd see in uh, Little House on the Prairie. Her hair was combed back into a bun, and uh, she had an apron on, and she had a smile. She just stood there and smiled. I would turn and look in the space where I couldn't see her and really look hard to see maybe I could, but I couldn't. And I'd go back to work, and she'd be standing there. And it occurred to me that maybe this Holiday Inn has a ghost. And I wondered if they would admit it to me if I mentioned it. Now, on these machines, these old teletype machines, there was a mechanical button you could press to send a test message to the server in Atlanta, Georgia. The server would send the message back, and that way you would know whether you were able to communicate outside the building or not. Well, my problem wasn't involved with that, so I left it alone. But as I was working, suddenly this printout came out. It's a test printout. And I looked down at the button, and it was pushed. And I thought, this is really weird. There is no way I push that button, because my problem has nothing to do with it. I started working, and again, button got pushed. Another message. I turned it off, started working. As soon as I started concentrating hard, the button would get pushed. 
And there were a couple of times I just sat there pretending to work and keeping my eyes on the button to see if I could see it being pushed. And it never did. But as soon as I got involved with the problem, bang, I'd get this test message and it would screw up my whole process. So finally, I said to her softly, listen, I need to fix this machine and I can't go home until I do. And you're really making it harder for me. Could you please stop? And she did. The button was not pushed one more time the rest of my time at the hotel. I fixed the machine, got it working. As I was putting my tools away, kind of leaned towards her and softly said, thank you. Now I can get home to my wife and kids. <laughs> and I left the holiday in Freeport, Illinois. I never got a chance to go back. And a few years later, they had torn down the building. So I don't know if she's still there or not. I kind of hope she's not. She moved on to somewhere because she seemed to be a really pleasant, happy person who liked to pull practical jokes. But that's my story. I want to thank you both for this great podcast. Like I say, it keeps me walking. And uh, that's kind of important right now. Thanks a lot. I'll talk to you soon. I'll be listening for your next episode. Bye. I love him so much. I do too. James, I want to be your best friend. I know. And now that I have a lot of free time on my hands, we can go walking together. <laughs> can I tell you, when I was editing that every now, if I wasn't careful, it would sound like he stumbled. Yeah. And I just knew that I couldn't let that happen because people would be worried. I know. They would be like, is James okay? Right. Like, <laughs> please get up. Uh, but he is, he's still looking for work. He has a job interview next week. Oh, good. So everybody. Oh, say, fingers crossed, James. Yes. I really hope you get the job. Send all the positive energy to James. Absolutely. Seriously, thank you. Thank you for reaching out and telling me that. And so I can sympathize with you. All right. So before we go, we need you guys to harass BJ Novak. Yes. That's a good way. He's from The Office. And (laughs) Vengeance. Yeah, and Vengeance. That's right. That's his new movie, actually. And he's been looking, apparently, for some paranormal podcasts. So if you are on social media, please reach out. Tell him he needs to listen. Whatever is going on there, we want to be a part of it because we love BJ Novak. I suspect that he wants really serious paranormal people or something, which we're not. No. You know, we're idiots. I don't um, know. I feel like we are right on his level. BJ, you would like us. We're his ladies. Also, next week's episode might be a day late because I'm taking my daughter to UT in Austin. Yeah, hook them horns. This weekend, we're moving her off to college. I know you're sad. And I'm sad. I'm happy. I'm all the things. But more than anything, I am a basket case, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to get everything ready in time for next week. So there's a possibility that the next episode is going to drop next Friday, but we'll keep you posted. If you go to listen next Thursday and you don't find us, that's what's going on. We will be back in one day. Hopefully, I can hold it together. (laughs) You can do this. You got it, mom. You can do this. Oh, girl. I'm trying to be as like upbeat and happy as possible because I don't want you to be sad. Oh, thank you. This is going to be a really good time in her life and in your life. It is. It's funny. Um, There are a lot of people who seem to think that being sad about something means it's a bad thing. No. And it really isn't. It's a big new chapter for all of us. But Emma Fisk is one of my favorite people in the entire world. And I hate that I won't see her face every day. Right. But just think about it this way. When she does come back home, it's going to be so much better. That's what everybody tells me that they're like, once they get out of the house, you're like, oh my God, people aren't eating all of my food. I buy something and it's in the fridge when I want to eat it. But in the meantime, we need your stories, please. We take them written or recorded, Mm -hmm. audio or video. Just a quick reminder, the experiences need to be tangible, not sensed. 
We've gotten a lot of stories lately where I felt oppressed. I had this really scary dream, which we know those moments can be terrifying, but they don't always make the best ghost stories. <laughs> so it needs to be like an actual experience. Like if someone was standing next to you, right. they would have seen it as well. So keep that in mind. Send it all to us. The email address is hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com so we can use it on season eight Woo-hoo! of Haunted AF. And don't forget to subscribe to Haunted AF on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TikTok. You can even contact us directly through our website, hauntedaf.com. Gotta say thanks to Andrew Mamalika and Travis Vance for the Haunted AF theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. Also, big thanks to all of the Haunted AF Patreon supporters. Most of all, we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories with us. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. 